Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we just pray right now for your word. Father God, spirit of wisdom and revelation, come. Father, let your fire come. Father, let your words come. Let none of my words come forth. Father God, hide me behind the cross, Lord. I thank you for the blood. Father God, we pull down every stronghold. We come against every principality. We come against every lie of the enemy, every word curse. Father God, everything spoken in the atmosphere. Father God, that's not of you. Father God, we pull them down. We call them. We, we just speak blessings. We just release the river of living water in this house right now. And Father, we just thank you for your anointing, God, that breaks the yoke. Father God, we thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Even in a month of curses, God. Even in a month where witches are rising up and speaking against the churches and are speaking against politicians and are trying to... God, that our words are more powerful. Our words take dominion over everything, Father God. We bless and we don't curse, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that you're bringing... A unity and family together, God. That the enemy wants to divide. The enemy wants to steal. The enemy wants to destroy. And he wants to use our emotions. He wants to use anything he can. But he will not. And I decree and declare he will not have his way. Father, we just thank you. What you put together, no devil, no man, nothing can separate it, Father. God, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we, we come, down, come, come against every false prophet and soothsayer that speaks out of their own spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is called Word Wars. And a couple days back, the Lord was talking about word wars. Because as the Bible speaks in Proverbs, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And sometimes we, we know that in the beginning, and sometimes we start to get our... our, our but there's no way to tame our tongue but by the Holy Spirit. And we'll get into that. But, but we got to get our words aligned up with His Word. Our words and our actions line up with His Word. Not, not with soothsayers, not with this, not with that, but with His Word. So when we begin to speak what we feel, we can't do that. You're tired. Oh, you say I'm tired. We're, we're so used to speaking because the world teaches us to speak from our emotions. To speak... And, and, and to vent, that you got to speak it, but that's that, that's how the world works. Because if if our power comes from our words, then we must speak and align our words up with the word of God, and line our not our words up with the world, not our words up with our emotions, and not our words up with what we see, even if it's true at that moment. If it doesn't line up with the true word of God or what God has spoken in our life to happen, the enemy comes to what steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus come to give life and life more abundantly. But if our words do not line up with, with God's words and what He says, or we come in agreement with someone else's words or false prophecies, then we can become, get under divination as well. And He says, we, we are to speak those things that aren't as though they are. That's what He was telling Abraham. And basically, you don't lie when you speak the Word of God, whether it's manifesting in your life at the time or not. It's not a lie because it's God's Word. Whether you see it happening yet or not, you speak it. You are blessed even if you don't have anything in your bank account. You are blessed even, you are healed even if you're not healed. And we are all got to get to the place where we get back on track with our mind, with our, with our tongue. And there's no way to tame the tongue but by the Holy Spirit. So we need to submit to the Holy Spirit. We don't submit to our emotions. We don't submit to our feelings. And we, we cannot start submitting even to things that are, are seen in the natural, that are actually right at that moment, but they don't line up to what God wants and what ha God has in your life. So we speak against them. And that, the enemy has been having too many people's mouths shut. 
But we need to speak and decree and declare His plans for our life. Not, not what we see at the moment. And that's what God's wanting to say. Word wars. Why do I say word wars? Well, we have angels all around, all over the place. And God says we give, and whatever we speak, the angels go to work for us. And we are, our angels won, and we have two-thirds of the heavens angels, and Satan only has one-third. So basically, he's even outnumbered out there. But if we speak what he wants, we, the angels will not fight for us. His angels start to work for him, for us. In other words, we start speaking against our brother. We start speaking of this. We come in negative agreement over here, over there. The demons start to work for us because they're allowed to. Because why? Satan is a legalist. He knows the power of your words. That's why God speaks so much about getting our, our, our words in alignment with His words. Not in what we see. Because when we speak what we see, you're going to see worse and worse. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't speak it. I'm not talking about times where we have to bring something to the surface, but then we need to bless, and we need to get it, and we need to shut down the enemy. Because so many times we get lazy. And then all of a sudden we don't speak anymore. Then who's going to work? God's not going to be working for us. So the authority, the, then that's what's so Word wars. Our words will overcome the enemy's words. Our words overcome curses. We, Balaam couldn't curse Israel. Soothsayers can't curse us. Soothsayers can't bring divination. And, then, and just because something, I saw something this morning, so I was saying something about that, but, you know, there's, there's this thing about prophecy and people speaking. But, God showed me a long time ago about people speaking in a season. People on, on uh, divination. Like anyone can say a word and say a blanket word and everyone has certain people in your life that's that word's going to actually be part of. And that's what some of these big ministries are doing. It becomes motivation. Oh, you got that, but God's going to give you a new job. And that, Well, everybody, everyone that doesn't like their job thinks that word's for them. You see what I'm saying? This is the season promotion. Okay? Well... You just came in the body of Christ. You're three weeks in the Lord. How is that word going to be for you? So everybody wants promotion. You see what I'm saying? If it's directly to you and God speaks it and someone confirms it by two or three witnesses, then it's for you. And that's the problem with divination out there in the body of Christ with words. We need to make sure that they're God's words, even if they're in the Bible. And it's always like, this is the season. This is No, it's not the season. God's always moving. God's always working. And God's never in the business of doing a corporate thing. So God's promoting everybody. Oh, we're all promoted today. Oh, great. It can't work. And then everybody grabs things out of the atmosphere, and they want them for them. And if they're having a hard time, we're doing something. And that's the problem with some of these soothsayers, is they're out there saying something that blanket, and they're going to get... A big group of people that that word feels for them and they're going to take it and run with it. God doesn't work in seasons like that. He works by His word. So if He worked in seasons, the only season we look is the coming and the darkness that's coming on the world. The seasons that God has created in this Bible to see that darkness comes. And then we have to do the things to keep, keep, keep that together. So, and I've had this, 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 this word for since Friday, Thursday night-ish. So angels have authority, so does God's angels. So there are war. there's a war going on. If you didn't know that, that's a war in the heavenlies. And that's why we tear down principalities. We pull down strongholds. We come against things and, and by our words. 
How do you tear something down? And then you cast the imagination. The wrong thought that the enemy plants, you have to take it out and put the right thought in there. It's a transform of what God says, put in and take out what the enemy's saying. Amen. Even when we become our own enemy, when we start believing what the enemy wants us to believe because we go on what we see and what we feel. And that's why I get so stirred up because so many people follow that, those types of things, and we need to stop doing that. And we need to stop letting the devil use our tongue. And then when we get together with another Christian, then we put 10,000 to flight. Because if we can do that for God's words in that, that's why he said when two come to agreement, when one can put 1,000 to flight, then two can put 10,000 to flight. Then what when a bunch of people start to agree on some wrong doctrine, some wrong things, then we have a, a big problem. That's where the divisions come in in the body of Christ. And I said here that we can pre- I can preach on offense every single week and that'll work. Preach the word then. The Word will stop all that other stuff. The Word will direct our path. The Word will get us to walk in love. God never comes against love. Never. 1 Peter 2, 1-3 says, We're lying aside all malice, all gall, all hypocrisies, and envies. That's His jealousy and evil speaking. That's everybody's job to do. And if someone's having a hard time in those areas, we need to still love. Because that's our cross. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that we may grow thereby. If so, be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. John 10.10 10 says this, The thief, who's the thief? The devil. Comes not but to steal. This is the only thing he does. Steal to kill. That means to kill your destiny, kill your time. And how does he do that? With seeds of, of offenses and, and, and with our words and with our feelings. You know, sometimes you don't feel like doing something. Well, you press through and do what God's told us to do. Because He wants to wear us down. The Bible says, do not be weary and well-doing. At the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you what? Do not faint. Do not fall asleep. Do not listen to the devil. That you might have what? And more abundantly. The problem is the abundance is there. It's our, if we're not having it, it's because we're not dead. Or we're letting somebody offend us. Or we're letting somebody get in, 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 in our head. And then Satan will use even, and he uses people, places right around us. Your job, and even people in, in, in your fellowship. Because he wants us to die. So we don't go by our feelings and things in the natural, what we feel. So 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3 says this, And brother, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. So when we're in the flesh, God, can you, people can't even hear what you're saying in the spirit anymore. That's why we need to walk in the spirit all the time. People that are walking in the spirit... Because they have a clean heart and they're not letting things get to us. You might have walked in the Spirit and then, say, when, then you finally say, well, I'm, I'm just tired of this. That's not in the Bible. There's no place in love that says, then, then if it's been long enough and you're sick of it, do this. That's the devil. God knows how. And I, 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 God's shown me so much in this message. It said, I have fed you with milk and not meat. The problem is everybody had milk and they, they need to go back to because now they're, they're in offense, backbiting, bittering, envy, strife, jealousy with, with people and they need to go back to the Word so they can get their self aligned up so they can have the deeper things in God and eat meat is what he's saying. Amen. So he says, but I have not fed you because, you know, but all these people get on the internet or whatever, they want to prophesy, do all this and you got everybody. People that are, need to be repenting and not, not, not always trying to get a word for what they feel like. <sighs> For as is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? So you're carnal. And there's no way you'll be able to, 
to receive from the Spirit. And when you're in that, when you're walking carnally, you need to get back in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, I put, I won't even want to say his name, but this minister on TV, this big guy, it's always now this and that, and he'll preach, and this is the season, and he'll say, you know, you know, there, you got that coworker, and God's, everybody's got a coworker they can't stand, and then he'll say, God said. He's shifting things. And everybody gets excited and they all scream, it's false, it's false fire. Because it's like, that's not how he works. He, he, he might do that with you. But he, you're going to know that you know that you know. And he's yes. going to promote you to a better job. Or he's going to let you. And if that's your fire, if that's your cross, he's going to keep it until you learn not how to escape it, how to deal with it and it not affect you. Amen. That's the word of God. These people get on the internet and they do all these things or they get on TV and because they're drawing people to their ministry and themselves because they can steal, kill, and destroy through the devil because they don't have any concern because they don't have a church or they don't have a, a, a certain group of people that is a family. They don't even know the people they're ministered to. They go by numbers. And then they say the things that are going to get people to follow them because everybody has these issues. So it's like a blanket. It says this, are you not carnal whereas you walk in any divisions? So he's rebuking the Corinthian church. Because they were high in the gifts, but they weren't walking in, in the fruits. Let, and the works, so check this out. In Paul's time, the church where, there was only one church in one city. So when you got, where were you, you going to go? Everybody here was, that's why these people on the internet go, I, I know some people, they, they inbox me all the time, now on this, but I'm going to try. They're, because they're always going by their emotions or by what, what they see is all wrong. And they're like here, then that, and it's always because if they don't change, nothing's going to change. There's going to be everything around you, whatever nation you go to, whatever city you go to, if you don't learn to die to yourself, you're going to face the same issues. God will put the same type of people around you, wherever you are, until you learn to die. And if you have rebellion in your heart, and this is for all of us, it, it's, gonna, it's all about us, our relationship with God. There, that's the season we're in. Where am I with God? Where am I in the body of Christ? What do I need to do to change? We need to stop trying to wait for everyone else to change. And as we change, let God be God and every man be a liar. And I'm just, because word words, because we begin to speak things and we bring to put put Leviathan over each other and we're like, well, I've been waiting so long for this to happen and that to happen. And everyone in this room, you know, has has these things and where I've been waiting for that promotion. I've been waiting for this. Well, God knows. And promotion doesn't come from man. You can promote yourself, but you'll fall real quick when you do that. And I'm telling you, God doesn't speak against His Word. So, so check this out. So it's like, where would they go? There's no internet to start following some a five-fold minister. There was no internet. There was no electricity. And there was no cars. So if you had to go to a whole other city every day to fellowship, it ain't going to work. There was one church. The problem now is we got everything popping up everywhere. We can just pick like ice cream flavors. People, Religious people say that all the time. They're like, oh, you know, if you don't like that flavor, fine. Well, yeah, because there's all kinds of flavors. But you know what? God's not. He, he, he is the rainbow. He's got everything in one. It's not just, oh, I like this, so I pick that, and that's what I'm going you gotta be. you got to pick the Word of God. The Word of God, period. And that's how the enemy brings all types of division. Even among us, we think that we have a right. We don't have a right. And if, something's, and if something gets to the point where you can't take it anymore, that's a good place you're about ready to be promoted. 
you got to do it in, under God's hand. There's only one church, and that's the church of Jesus Christ. There's only one spirit. And that's why hirelings pick people off all the time. Because Satan uses those people that have a hidden agenda. We cannot minister with agendas. We can't minister to one another with agendas. We can't have friends with agendas. We have to have the Word of God as our foundation. Satan turns our thoughts into our words. And then, see, they start as thoughts. And then we know that is not right. And then all of a sudden, when we start to come in negative agreement, or we start to agree with those thoughts, because they're actually what we're seeing and feeling, because he knows exactly what, then we start to speak it. Then we're actually putting things over our, ourselves and over people around us. We're, 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 we're actually cursing. Even if it's not a curse, uh, but we're, we're putting power to the darkness. And we're not called to bring power to the darkness. That's why we line up with the Word of God. That's why so many Christians don't know the Word of God. And they say whatever, and they listen to whatever, and they don't even know what they're saying and doing. And they think, God bless me, God, I'm going to search. They speak like things they want, and they, they, they ask it amiss on their own desires of their own hearts, and they never receive nothing. They're double-minded. Well, we got to stop being double-minded even in what we do and how we feel. Single-minded and stable is when we receive our victory and all, you know, start speaking and decree. The thing is, when witchcraft comes, we stop to think and we get frozen because we allow the words to penetrate our minds and they bring us in a whirlwind and we don't even talk anymore. Then we start believing it. Then the enemy comes in, infiltrates even at night and we wake up feeling that we've done something wrong. But the enemy is put because we had put to, 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 to fight the wrong the wrong side is working against us instead of having the angels of God in the war in the heavenlies be fighting for us and for our brothers and sisters. That's what we're called to do. Speak those things that the Word says and the Word will come to pass in your life. God does not operate out of love. We're called to fight for every relationship that we have and fight for each other and fight for our families. And we don't have to be with our families to fight for them if they're not following the Word, but we still can fight for them. That's right. God is using everybody around us to perfect us. He knows what He's doing. He doesn't say, well, this is your, this is your, you know, your call, your death, and then all of a sudden, you know, but that was just for a year. He doesn't do that. They couldn't do that in the old church. In the, I mean, the, not the old church, but the old, in the old days, because there was only one. They had to deal with their situations. That's how people were growing faster back then, because they had to deal. There was nowhere to run, because there was one church. You had to submit to the Bible. You had to submit to one another. Because either that or you're out there and Paul casts you aside as so Satan can destroy your flesh. There was no church, a first church on the corner and Methodist 5 and whatever, everywhere around and we just hopped to hop. We had to learn to follow the word and love. And that's why there was so much power back then. Because there was no, no, no uh, divination where people, no, what happened back then is the the demons, the devils, the false prophets would try to come into the church in the city and then you had gatekeepers and they were protective it didn't line up. But now we have people in the church running to them wherever they are. They don't even have to go sometimes. The devil comes in the sanctuary, brings division, brings discord. Then we go to hear, go want to hear someone to tell us because we want to be right. So then we go find something out there because they're all out there. They don't even have to come in your in your love fest. As Paul Paul would say that they they come into uh, their spots in your feast because the enemy. But if you have a knit group and there's so many churches, they really can't come in. You tag them in a second. But then, back then the church was, you know, was the whole city, 
And then they, they bring, and that's where division would come, because they say, well, this is what the word means in this. So that's why there was authority, and that's why there was order in the church. Just like in the courtroom in the world, there's order. The judge will say, you know, quiet down. God will be like, no, that's not what it is. So he says, so we deserve more than ever. To ever everyone in our life is ordained for the cross. Even, even Judas, send my notes here, even Judas, even though that wasn't God's perfect plan for him, God didn't just say, oh, he's going to mess up, remove him. That was God's, he left it. Judas helped Jesus get to the cross. Directly and indirectly by working with religion or whatever. God, God doesn't, doesn't sit there and make everything in our life perfect until we've, we're, because we, it never happens. It never happens. What ends up happening is the enemy plants in you things that you want, what your flesh wants, because your flesh is fighting to die. It's fighting to die all the time. We're commanded to bless our enemies and to love. How do, how do we learn to love? If we can't, if we have a hard time, we just run, run. And if you're a boss, you just fire everyone. Like it's never. If if you're if you're an employee, you just go find another job. Well, if God says work here and don't work there, then you need to do it. But sometimes we begin to start believing because God said something a long time ago that He's still saying, and we forget Him because we're so into what He said three seasons ago. We forget that He can speak to us on a regular basis, and He can speak through the body. So we need to learn how to hear His voice. And that's why hearing one another and hearing the Holy Spirit, not hearing our offense, not hearing our flesh, but hearing Him. And when you hear Him, there is no strife, there is no division, and there is no discord. Because He's love and He's perfect. And He loves unity, and that's where the anointing is. And this is where longevity comes, comes from. We put our own, ourselves in our own prisons when we start to speak out and believe what we think and do. Because then we say something. Okay, let's say we're on outreach, right? And we go out on the street every week. And, which we do. And then there's somebody on outreach. And you just don't like them. And you're tired of putting up with them. And then you say, well, you know what? God called you to go to outreach. He called you to go all the time. And now you're like, well, wish that person leaves the church. Or I'm not, if that person's going, I'm not going. What you've done, you said that in your heart. Then you seek it and they say, well, that's God. You know why? Because, you know, he doesn't want me to put up with that anymore. I, I have news for you. I don't believe it's God. I believe we get sick of people. We get sick of situations. And we end up falling away for what we were enduring in the beginning. And it even happens in marriages. Because what was so bad in the beginning is actually 10 years later, hardly anything. Because you've grown and died. But you just get tired of it. And then we say these vows to our friends or to that. And we believe it's God. And it's not. Because God doesn't have us make inner vows that shut Him down. Because if you say that, and He says, then, then we start to believe that. We say, well, no, we don't even hear anything that's leading us to do what He's calling us to do. And that's word wars. We need, to, we need to keep our words in line with His. Are you guys following what I'm saying? Yes. So all of a sudden, we shut down ourselves, and we shut down the kingdom of God because we say, we're in a place where we're just sick of it, or we're just tired of it, and God's like, that's exactly where I want you to be. Learn to die to that and love. All of us. All of us has somebody or something in our job, in our place, anywhere in our life that that's happening to. You might think you're the perfect person all the time, but I believe you, you're getting under somebody for some reason, you don't know why, 
And then on the other hand, that other people are doing it to you. And, and if you're being misused or abused or something out of people's wounds or they just can't handle it or you remind them of someone else, then you've got to learn to pick up your cross. And you not need to die to that because that's when you get promotion. You don't just get promotion because it's been a long battle. You get to promotion when you overcome the obstacle that you're having a hard time with. Because there's no way to love until we learn the greatest love of all is to love our enemies. And there's no enemies even among us because we don't hang around with enemies. But what ends up happening, our good friends and people around us become our enemies because we get offended. Or we're just tired of the way that they're treating us. But enemies are people that hate you, that want to see you die, that want to see you lose, that want to see you not gain, that want to see you not be promoted, that want to see you backslide. Those are enemies, and that's not in the church. And if they are, God tosses that out. It's a big difference. The devil is a legalist. So when we speak our thoughts, he will use them against us, even if it's the Word of God. And that's why we must be very careful that we don't follow the voice of a stranger, or our own voice, or our emotions. We live by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we live by the Word of God. The written word and the, the rhema word. This is why when I'm not in a good place, I get in a quiet place. I don't try to go listen to people at that time because I know my discernment will be off. If I'm in a bad place, the last thing I want to do is go listen to someone else that's in a bad place or go listen to someone else that comes in agreement. That's why I don't like people, women ministering to Divorced women, 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 women or, or women that have been abused, minister to other women. Because it's going to come out and there's, it's going to be biased. When we're dead, there's no bias to it. So if you talk to someone that's having an issue with the same person, of course you're going to find negative agreement and you're going to put the devil to flight against that person and yourself because now you're cursing. And when you curse, you, you, you live under a curse. And I don't care if it's your mother-in-law. Or, your, or whoever we, you have the issues with. We are called to bless. And we are called to endure. Endure the chastening of the Lord. And we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, not that proceeds from our feelings. Believe me, I've seen it. Satan can show you all kinds of things. And he's right, because it's true. But it's not what God has for you. Satan wants to shut our mouths because our communication is the key to understanding. So when we can't talk to one another, we can't really understand one another. And that's the key to really seeing and, and taking out the devil. So instead, we hold it in, and then we end up becoming man-pleasers because we don't even know that something we're even thinking isn't even what it might be. And then what ends up happening is we don't say anything, but if we would just be open, then we shut the devil off. But instead of open, we start asking questions. And we start going to other things. And we start to seek out what we feel instead of relying on the Holy Spirit to guide our steps into righteousness and guide our steps into love. Love is takes no record of wrong. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love never fails. God doesn't say, you know, this to this and oh, but I know that this is going to be a problem years down and, but, and then changes his mind. No, the Satan comes in and steals kills and destroys or you go and listen on tv to you know i want to say the guy's name and oh yeah the, and then all of a sudden you quit your job and god's and then you're then people are 
can't get another job, and they say, oh, God told me to quit my job, and then you're miserable, and then He's not even helping you get a new job because He wants to teach you a lesson, to not to move on your own emotions, to move on the Word of God, move on what the body of Christ says, move on what God says. Sometimes we get so trapped up into what we feel. Oh, God wants to work. Yeah, I'm telling you, we need to follow the voice of the Lord. His sheep hear His voice and the voice of a stranger. We do not follow. Well, we can become our own stranger when we speak what the enemy wants. And we can put the vision, Leviathan, and put things upon each other through our words because we, what we speak, we need to put, put a guard on, on that. And when we start, we say, I'm not doing this. We put a word curse on it. These are inner vows. We bind ourselves. That's what we God has set in us free. Things we've even done, that's, that's why Satan has children of God bound from years ago. Because when something happens, I'm never going to get married again. I'm never going to uh, go to that place again. I'm never going to, I'm, I'm, I'm. And w- w- when, when we do that, and I break those right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Because God knows I'm preaching. But I, we need to be so concerned to what we're saying that we go back and Satan says, yeah, you can. And you remind yourself. And then even preach the Lord. We need to not do that. Because when you do that and it's out of emotions or out of being tired or weary, it's not from God. God doesn't do that. If He's called you to be a teacher and then your teaching doesn't go well, and say, I'm not teaching anymore. I'm never going to do that again because it's been tough. Then it's like, oh, so He says that. He's playing games with your mind? No. You, we decide to do this and we put ourselves in our own prison. We need to be the, the, follow the Holy Spirit in everything. Luke 6, 45-49 A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So, if you have an offense in your heart, you're going to speak from an offense place. That's why we need to walk in, walk in um, liberty and freedom and love. If we have discouragement in our heart, We'll begin to, because he said, if we have evil in our heart, we'll speak evil. And I don't believe anybody that's really loves God with their heart is really evil, because God will take them out. They'll, they'll be under curses all the time. But I believe we can create evil in the environment because we're speaking out of what we feel and what we see. So we end up putting the demonic, uh, and then, and, or, or summon Leviathan out of, out of dead waters, and he starts operating. Indirectly, we don't even realize we're doing it because we're, we're going by feelings and emotions. And then we're unstable, just as James spoke about being stable in the Lord. We need to keep our emotions in, li- in line with the Word. And if our emotions are out, we seek Him. And then we find Him. And we get in the Spirit. And then we can walk and talk righteously. That's why some people avoid someone at that time because they're not in the right place to want to speak to them. So all of a sudden they, they back up a minute and says, wait, I'm not ignoring you, but it's not a good time. Because they want to protect their words. And then we become that. We should never, if we're not ready to talk, we should never ignore somebody. Because then you can put witchcraft on them. Because when someone's trying to reach out to you and you ignore them, you're, you're, you're allowing the enemy to come in because that is bringing evil things. She says, say something, a smiley face, can we talk later? That will shut down everything. Yeah. But we, sometimes we know we're ignoring someone because they're reaching out and they're asking two times. Then that becomes, because you're out of your feelings, you're not evil because you really love them, you're going through a hard time. 
So, but then evilness can start to come in our midst because we're now we're allowing division, strife, our feelings to to start to take over. So we start agreeing with what what the enemy tells us, and not with, or we agree with our feelings. No, we need to agree with the Word of God. So then we put witchcraft. And that's what God wants to stop. Us putting subtle witchcraft on one another or even on ourselves. The worst thing is when we put witchcraft on ourselves. When we believe something that's not even true about ourselves, what the enemy says. We put witchcraft on our own self. Then we start to speak it. And it wasn't anybody but you. Because you believe the lie. And we can't believe lies. We need to believe what the Word says. And we can go there. First shot. Paul says, We are a royal priesthood, a pure priesthood. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are victories in Christ. That we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. We, no, there's no weapon that formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am, I am going to, I am overcoming. I am, I might be in, in something right now, but some joy comes in the morning. You got to speak it. You got to know it. And it will happen. The thing is we get tired of speaking. So we just murmur. Or we complain, or we speak what our flesh wants. And then we put power to the devil, and then anyone around you can start to get into Leviathan, and division, and discord, and, and then his tail's whipping everybody. And then you feel the uckiness around you. You don't even know what's going on, because you jumped into a different place than in the presence of the Lord. So it says, a good man, out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speak. So let your heart be abundantly Filled with the Word of God. Abundantly filled with love. Abundantly doesn't matter. Jesus says if they smack you on your right side of your face, turn and give them the other cheek. How does that? Because he's walking in the Word of God in love. He's not letting it. Because then if he does what his flesh wants or reacts or goes finds a message that's going to tell him what his flesh wants, like Peter said, Oh Lord, don't go to the cross. Jesus knew right away that's not the Word of God. My flesh wants to leave. My flesh wants to go. My flesh wants to give up. Get behind me, Satan. No, I'm called to the cross. Oh, this is, you know, people get, go, I'm telling you, God is going to, God, what God is doing, He always, He's going to come against the witchcraft. I'm telling you, there's people all out there that are, that are saying blanket things that hit everybody and Satan's using it for his own advantage. And he's speaking to people in their sleep or in their hearts, out of what they're seeing in the natural, and speaking it for it, and agreeing with that against the Word of God. Putting their own self in the pit, and blaming everyone else around them for doing it. That's what he does. Then I blame that. Well, if this person didn't say that, or that. it's not what that person is. We're called to reflect, and to, to love, and to not receive if it wasn't lined up. So if it was wrong, cast it off. Speak the Word of God. Because we have our own cross to carry, and we must carry our cross. And it gets heavy because we're, we're trying to do it in our own strength. But when you're really dead, then the cross isn't really existing because now you're in the Spirit, so there's no weight of the cross anymore. You're walking on water. And he says this, when we can get our tongue in line, when we can get our heart filled with the right things, and when we obey the sayings of the Lord and we do them, we show what we are like, whom we really follow. He is like a man built on a house, built on the rock, dig deep, 
We preached this, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? The stream beats on them. The devil hits them with this and that, with this word and that word. He doesn't get shaken. He's founded on the word. He gets fired for not for no reason, and he stands on the word, and God opens a new. You get fired for no reason. Well, why? Maybe God is promoting you, and you don't open your mouth. You don't defend yourself. Now, the Bible. We have all those scriptures. So I'm not going back to this, but but it says when you get in trouble for all these things for your flesh and all that, that's a whole thing. Then God's got to bail us out. Then He's got to teach us a lesson. Then we got to go to the cross. So that's why it's so important to be standing on the rock. It says, He that hears this and, not is, and doesn't do what I say is like a man that built his house on the earth and against it. And the enemy comes with, with words and you believe him. Because you're built on your environment. You're built on your circumstances. You're building yourself on what you think things are supposed to look like. He never really showed us what things are supposed to look like. He shows us to love and how to love. And love it in Christ. Because God knows what He puts together... He knows what He's doing. And when all the accusations and the things come, you stand. But it says when you don't build upon the Word of God and you don't decree the Word of God, immediately you fall. And the enemy messes with you. And then you don't know. And you're, you're tossed to and fro by every way, by every prophet, by every prophecy. God said, our tongue is like a rudder. Through James, He said, my beloved, let's go James. Let's just read some James now. Be not many masters, knowing that she received greater condemnation. For in many things we are will offend all. Many things will offend us. But any man offend not in word. He is the same as a perfect man. So when you don't speak the wrong words, and you don't let the wrong words move you, then you're perfect. And, and a perfect man, and able to bridle your whole body. No, no, when you get this in line, you get everything in line. The ship goes the right direction. The boat is on course. You don't get shipwrecked anymore. You're shipwrecking yourself and you want to blame the storm when God says, you are invincible over the storm if you're on the rock. It's always the storm is the blame. It's always the person. It's always the job. It's the boss. No, it's always us. Behold, it put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. That's what God does. When we obey Him and His Word, He let Him direct you. The Word of God does that. It's so, it's like that bit in that horse's mouth. It's like, no, you're not drinking that. Let God lead you to what to hear and do. We run to drink something because of our emotions and feelings. And Satan, he will give you gall to drink. Behold also the ships, though they be great in size, they are driven of Fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm. Our tongue is little, right? It says it's guiding our whole body. It's a, it's a, that little thing. Ever seen a big ship? It's got that, that little thing that turns the whole big ship. Even those big old cruise ships. Let's do battleships because we cruise ships aren't good for for those. That's for the social club church. Battleships. Huge ones, they have a big thing of metal and the captain turns that. You're thinking, what, how do you think he's steering the boat? Or if it's a sail, it's a sail. But we're using the big, we, we got engines now even. And even with the sailboats, they use the rudder the same way. They're, they're being powered by the sailboats, but they also shift the sails. But in, in, in nowadays world, they just 
used the, the power of the engine and they turned the boat. And, and it, that, that's why you can't do a real quick turn. It's got to go... That's why, you know, when people are trying to park the boat, you'll be like, you can drive, anyone can drive. Well, I drove the boat today. Well, try to dock the boat. That's when you know what you're doing. I drove, I'm a captain, I drove in. It's like, it's a big ocean, there's nothing there to hit. And I mean, people hit things anyway, like <laughs> other boats. And it's like, but I mean, it's not like driving on the street. I mean, when you learn to drive, you ain't getting no accidents forever. You're, you're learning, you can be a very good defensive driver. But people say, oh, I drove the boat. Yeah, everyone gets to drive. Even you can go, you know, don't, but go on an airplane, they don't just say, hey, come on, who wants to drive the plane? Because it's different. Because it's, it's hands-on and you can't get you. The boat, though, it's like, you know, let the little kid come up, the guy's sleeping, and drive it, just keep it on this course. An hour later, the captain's just eating because it's, 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 it, it, but it, that little thing drives that whole big boat. And it takes a while to get off course. So it's going to be a lot of your tongue to get you off course, but you need to train it to go the direction of the Holy Spirit. And the only thing to, how to do that is by the submission of, by the Holy Spirit. Watch this. So it says, And the fierce winds that are, they turned about with, with a very small helm, whatsoever the governor lists list this. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. It's the tongue. So is the tongue among our members, our body, that defile the whole body. So corporately, we need to speak the word. If we're the body of Christ, we got half the people speaking against the word of God, then all of a sudden, things in the whole atmosphere change. And God doesn't want that. It doesn't take a, take, just takes a very few people to begin to move the boat the wrong way. Because he says our tongue. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're feeling things and things that weren't ordained by God. They were ordained by the devil. So the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members that defile the whole body. So you know a person that's not submitted to the cross and to the Holy Spirit is someone that can't control their tongue. It's right there. If you find someone that controls your tongue, you know that they're, they're, they're submitted to the cross and the Holy Spirit. When they can't control their tongue... That means they're, they're, they're unsubmissive to the cross of the Word and the Holy Spirit. That's the key right there. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth to speak. And, and, and then he says right here that there's, and it says, nobody can tame the tongue but the Holy Spirit. So if the tongue isn't tamed, that means the Holy Spirit doesn't have you fully committed to His direction. This is not a new revelation, but this is, this is, this is good, good things because we need to learn not to speak even what we feel. And even if we see it, and even if we believe it, it's a lie if it's against the Word of God. Then that's what we end up becoming unbelievers. And then that's a whole other sin. So it says, and it says, it defiles the whole body and sets the fire of course of nature. It's like this. You're in the woods, right? It's all dry, and you light a fire. It goes and starts going and going and going. That's how powerful our words are. That's why we bless one another. And if you're in the body of Christ, whether they're stinky Christians or not, we bless them. Because God, that's God's children. And even the world, He tells us, just to protect ourselves. Because what you do is when you curse, you bring cursings back on you. You bless, you get blessings back on you. So as your whole body set at the course the fire of the nature, set on the fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things, is tamed, and has been tamed of mankind. See, God creates the whole thing, but what did He give us? Authority. How did He give us the authority? 
Well, he even told Adam, name the animals. I give you authority and dominion over all things. And what did he say? He was he is the final authority. What was what was the, the all the power in the world came what? The voice. His voice shook heavens. His voice will be the last one. His voice is the one that comes back and says, His voice on the cross said it was finished. Satan might say, Wait, what do you mean it's finished? You're dying here. What are you doing? He knew it was finished because of the power of the blood. Because he took back all the authority that we have. And we have the authority. So when we use our authority in the wrong way, we bring hell against everything in our life. That's the key to everything, really, is getting our tongue in lined up with God's Word. And it's going to take some practice and some submission to the Holy Spirit. And we've got to stop speaking what our feelings and our emotions say. So, he says that, But the tongue... Can no man tame? It is unruly and evil and full of deadly poison. Therefore, we bless God, even our Father, there as wherewith we curse we men, which are made after the sin of the likeness of God. He's telling us right here, out of our same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. Why, brethren, these things ought not so to be. Does a fountain send forth the same from the same place, sweet water and bitter water. You're like, oh, well, we got a fountain there. It's hot water, but you put it somewhere. there. It's the same fountain. But God's fountain is one fountain. It's living water. It's not deadly poison. It's not the poison of acid. If you look through the Bible in all these places, and I know, and uh, many people are going through things. Why? Because in this house, God is doing something. Because we're on a corporate season in this place. Because we're starting a church in the nations. And we're in a warfare stage and don't even realize what we broke through in this place. We're now connected with the other place that we're starting and what they're going through because of the body. So we need to learn how to be more mature because of what's coming our way in the spiritual realm. But we tend to just focus on our job and our this and our little safe place and not think about the bigger picture what we're called to do what we're ordained to do what is our job on the earth is it to make money get rich eat and get fat and have a have a good time no it is to advance the kingdom of god it is to overcome the darkness it is to learn to love our enemies and bless those that curse us it is to live to learn with those that we to live with them that we're at odds with that's how we learn to die and God works all things together for His good, that those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Nobody's here for our purpose. Believe this. Especially in this place, believe me. Nobody's here for our purpose. I don't know about other places, you know, with agendas and business cards and whatever, but in this place, our only purpose is to die. Yeah. To, to the world, but we, we know everything after we do that is, is freedom. It's the promised land. See, the problem with, it, with them that wanted to go into the promised land, they didn't want to leave the old land, so their whole thinking wouldn't change. They, they, they started to miss what God was bringing them out of, and that kept them back in that. That's why Jesus says, any man put his hands to the plow, looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. You can't look back. You've got to look ahead. And so love takes no record of wrong. If you got hurt two months ago, why didn't you say something two months ago? Then two months later, you bring witchcraft in the atmosphere because you're speaking something that's happened so long ago. That's why we need to be open. Everybody said, I don't want to be open. Why? Because of pride. And man-pleasing. Well, man-pleasing comes from pride. 
Because if you're afraid to be who you are, even if you're wrong or right, then that ends up coming from the root of not wanting to be an outcast or different. And that's wrong too. Because you might be the key to somebody's breakthrough. Wherein we bless God, even the Father, wherein do we curse men that are made in the similitude of God? Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. Brother, these things ought not to be. Does a fountain send forth into the place sweet water and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olive berries? Either a vine, a vine, figs, so can a fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of the good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Stop. There it is. Stop agreeing with the devil. Stop agreeing with the situation because your heart's offended. Get it out of your heart and, and, and change. It says you who are more spiritual, you go and restore one in the spirit of meekness. That's what we're called to do, the Word of God. But if you have... Uh, okay, And the wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and dead. What is sensual? Your flesh. You begin to speak what your flesh wants. I want a new job. I want to go there. I don't like this. I don't want to pray anymore. It's I, I, I. That's what the flesh will say. I, I, I. They want to say, but the Word. God says, what does the Word say? The Word. The Word. Not I, the Word. Not I, the Word. That's what kicked Satan out of heaven was I. I, I, I. <laughs> Satan wanted to be I. But there's only one I am, and it's not me. It's the King of kings and the Lord. It's the God. Of, his name is Jehovah Jireh. And His Word is the I am. And that makes the final word. And if we begin to align us, we've been getting enough word, and we begin to speak it, things will really change in our life. We're waiting on God to, to wave some wand, and He's saying, speak it. But then the enemy say, well, you've done enough. It's just not going to happen. Then that's what? That's not faith. So God's saying, yeah, yeah, you do it for a minute, but you get tired. He said, I'm trying to teach you, and, and there's no way to reach you when, I'm, when you're not... Being, letting me teach you. So when you submit to Him, then he, you submit to his, Him taking over your tongue. <laughs> and you just hold your tongue. That's how you, that's how you know you're, 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 under, you're in self-control. Then the fruits of the Spirit, really. And then you go pray, and then you see why the person is really like that. And God will take you and show you the wounds, the hurts, and, and then you pray for them. And then... God starts moving because now you're praying for them and you're speaking blessings, not cursings. For where there are envy and strife, there is confusion. That's what, that's what witchcraft is. I mean, they didn't really use it, but Paul said that it's a work of the flesh. Witchcraft, heresies, divisions, emulations, strife. Her- heresy is a big one because if you're preaching against the Word of God, and that's what these soothsayers do, they give you a little bit of the flesh, say, God said... And they get all these people because they're going by what their, their season is in their life. Well, maybe God's telling them to do something in their life, but it's not for the whole body of Christ. But if someone comes up to you and says, I feel this for you, you take that to the Lord because it's not a, a corporate uh, um, YouTube thing. God is saying this now. And that's what, that's what Elijah lists, the whole thing is. It's like this, this. It's like people go in there, they get tossed to and fro. And I see women all the time coming in. Oh, I felt the Lord showed... No, you're out. You know, it's like, it's not. Yeah, that's it. And half of it's not even the Word of God. It's emotions. 
emotions. And that's why the guy that died, and, and, it was, uh, and he was prophesying all the time, he was prophesying what people wanted to hear. This president is going to be the president above all the presidents. And he's going to make peace with here and all this. And it was against the word of God. And everybody wants that, so they all agreed with it. And they started speaking it. So they were cursing their own nation. Because when you follow a false prophet and you believe it, and then you start speaking it, and then you start agreeing with it, then you end up becoming what that word ends up being, and it separates you from the word of God. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, not lie not against the truth. In other words, just be quiet. Don't speak it. Repent. Because if you have this in your heart, don't speak against the truth. Just be quiet. If you can't speak the word yet, just be silent. Let God fight for you. This wisdom doesn't come, but it comes. It's sensual and devilish, and it's earthly. For where the envy and there's all kinds of confusion and evil work. So we got to stop attacking one another with our with our emotions. All of us have been guilty of this, and I probably all over the body of Christ for sure. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. So it's not biased wisdom. It's pure and peaceable and gentle. It means it doesn't cause strife, division, debate. And easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality. That's why I said unbiased. I don't sit here and read the whole scripture, I just grab it. It's from the Holy Spirit. And without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is you feel it, so it's right for you, and then you tell someone else they're supposed to do that. That's called divination. You feel something, and then you hear somebody say that, and then you pass that on to somebody as the word of the Lord. And it's really not because it's hypocrisy because you got it from your own, your own um, <clears throat> realm of thinking because it's partiality and brings hypocrisy. We're all in different places with the Lord. We're all being delivered. Nobody is at the same place. So that's why God uses everyone together to, to sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron. One man, when we're in unity, that happens. So the person that begins to have hypocritical tendencies begins to get set free. And the person that begins to be um, um, haughty or, or prideful begins to be set free. Because we come into submission with one another. That's why there's eyes and ears all over, not just us and our emotions, our feelings. That's why when we can't keep our emotions in check, we have the body around us. You go, hey brother, what's going on? And then, and then you speak the word. And then they get lined up. But it's hard to do that when you got soothsayers all over the place speaking what you want. Oh yeah, that's what people come to. They want to say, leave your husband, leave your husband. I know what they want. I'm not going to say that. Even though it even might, might even be the best solution because I know it's what they want. Then you, what do you say? No, go love. Die. Why? Because then God will speak to them when they decide to do that. And they'll know what to do. If they're asking you what to do. You're not God. And he might, and, and, and God might tell you, but then they'll bear witness with it. But people come all the time. And they'll show you their feelings, and they'll show you what they see. But if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it doesn't matter. And, when you, and people go all the time, and they agree with what they say. Oh, yeah. And then there's always another side to the story. So if you really want to get proper counsel, you better have both people in front of you. Or you better not say anything unless it's according to the Word of God. So you can tell them to love. Go into prayer. Because when you get two people, whether there's right, there's wrong on both sides all the time. 
You might be more on one and one, you know, if you do the scales, and you might bend to the one and that, but you come to an agreement of love and truth and, and unity. And even if there's something that can't be worked out, it's in peace, joy, and righteousness. And it, it's uttered by the Word of God all the time. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. There it is. And that we make peace. That was the last verse 18 on that. Now James 4. Don't worry, I'm almost done. From whence, this is we went from 3 now into 4. Come, wars, fightings among you. Come they, not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members, and we're all members of the body of Christ. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have. You, wait, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your love. Oh, Lord, give me a new husband. Because your flesh hates what you're going through. God, fix him. God, bring me to another place. Give me another family. Oh, God, I need a new job. I was like, no, that job's doing perfect to you. You're dying. You see, when we start walking in the Spirit, God will promote you. He wants you to have more money. He wants you to be at peace. But He's not, he's not your uh, pinball machine where, where you, you, hit, you, hit, you hit Him around when you hit the mark. That's, you know, he's, he's directly knows exactly what you want through. He's prophesied over your life. He's making you stable. And He's making you love. And at the end, it's glory. So that's where many people... And of gossiping and all that. And that's why the big churches is hard because there's so many people and then everyone can just click up. There's no clicks in the kingdom of God. There's no clicks in the, the church in, the, in, 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 in Corinthians. It was one church. He says, you ask and you cannot have because you fight and you ask and, and, and because you ask not. You, have, you ask. Well, what did God say to the Lord? He says, if you ask rightly, He said, speak to the mountain and move. That's how much authority you have in your voice. Speak to the mountain and it will be moved. If you have faith, your words are all that powerful, but you have to have faith, you can move a whole mountain. How much stronger when we start to use our words for the wrong reasons? And a lot of times we find people or even spouses that we, and we start to show them how we feel and all that, and we start showing them out of our pains and our hurts, and then the false agreement comes. And we need people strong next to us that speak the word of God because all that will happen is, will start to come in agreement and give power to the enemy. We cannot give power to the enemy. We need to defeat the enemy with our words and our actions. And God guides our feet. So, he says, You adulteresses and, adul- adul- and, and, and adulteresses, know you not that being friend of the world is enmity with God whatsoever? In the world they say, Name it and claim it. Take it. I want it. That's what women do. They, they're out. There's women in the world... There's groups of them say they got their whole plan is to ruin marriages. They don't like men or women, and they go out and they they're out there to consume on their lust, and they they go to try that, and they do it. And they just they're just destroyers. That's how the world works, and we end up doing it in, invertedly because of our feelings and our emotions. But we cannot be led by that. So by their lust they do that, and it's really cool. Oh yeah, you know, see in the world it's like. Oh yeah, I'm having a... Instead of people getting very angry, what? You're in a fair. How could you dare be with somebody else's 
a husband or wife. And the world thinks nothing of it nowadays. It's like not even a good, oh, she doesn't get caught. Oh, he needed a break. Or It's like, we can't think like that. We need to think like the Word. Like the Word. Not think like the world. The world is accursed. And what they do is they speak from the river that they're in. And the river that they're of. And the devil that's in them. But it's not, the devil's not in us anymore. The devil's not our, our God anymore. The Holy Spirit is our God. The Holy Spirit is our God. And He will lead, lead the ship, our life, our tongue. Because it is our life, is our tongue. And I'll show you in a minute. The Spirit lusts and envy and jealous. And, but He giveth more grace where He say, God resists the proud and gives grace to them. That's the biggest thing it starts saving people. They're proud. Their, their feelings and their emotions take over and it's about them. And then what that was happening, then that's where the whole thing goes. Humility will keep us from being prideful. God resists that. And see, what's going on? Well, it's the pride. Because the Word of God has been, been taken out of your mouth and been replaced by what you want to say and what you're feeling. And God says, that is impossible. There's no way to help you right now until you get your words lined back up with my way. So what He's doing is getting your words lined back up and then you tell the devil to leave, and he leaves. Submit to God, and then the devil has to go. Then you can get back on course. Back on course and blessings, not cursings. Man, how many people want to wake up and say, I'm going to start cursing myself? We do that when we say the devil's plans for our life. We do that when we say what the devil makes us feel. You don't feel it because you're just expressing how you feel. Does somebody ever, Does anybody hear what I'm going through? Yeah, but we don't can't hear that because it's not what you need. Because you'll put more darkness on your life. Speak those things that are not as though they are. You feel sick? Speak health. And I know we all have it. And we get tired of that. We all do that in our first three years. When we get the revelation, oh boy, year four, year five of Christianity, ooh, we can't get, we're right there. But man, come 15, 14, 16, 18 years, you just start to take advantage of being where who you are and the enemy creeps in and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does that in relationships all the time. But that's why Paul said, go back to the sincere milk of the word. Because can't, you can't go further and the meat and the revelations and all this stuff until you get your, your rudder, your tongue back in alignment with the word of God. And he says this, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. He's talking about double-minded. Cursings, blessings. What our feelings say or what the word of God says. Flesh, spirit. We can't, you can't be back and forth with that. That's where God's trying to get us to be stable on the Word of God. Because He loves us. He doesn't want us to be tossed. He wants to bless us. He wants our prayers to be answered. But if we say them on our lust, Oh God, take me out of this fire. God, remove this person from me. He's like, no, that person's been ordained to be right there. That's your cross to bear. You need to just say, God. And then you say, oh God, I'm not going to do that anymore until this person... That's when we put our witchcraft on ourselves. God's like, oh, so you're not. You're going to do what you want to do now. You're going to follow what you... Because you're upset and you're just tired. Can't get tired, guys. Love kills tiredness. Love takes no record. Love never fails. Love doesn't give up. That's what he's saying. It's indifferent. So we don't give up if we were... Ever say, oh, I love, I love. Yeah, yeah. Not in a smile and, a, and that love, but, but word and deed. You love... Jesus loved Judas. He could have kicked him out of the camp way before that. He didn't. Why? Because he loved him to the very end. That Judas helped him go to the cross. 
showed Jesus how much He needed to get His blood on the earth. It was all for His own good. God didn't go there. He gives us the power of of life and death in our tongue. Draw nigh to God. Draw nigh. Cleanse your hearts, your hands. We can do that by the blood of Jesus. And be afflicted. Mourn. Weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Don't just go to the next, you know, we said that, you know, motivational speaker on TV. Go to the cross. Rend your heart so then you can have the joy. Real joy. Not happiness by people, by broken sisters, by soap poppers, by your favorite song, or by getting in His presence, but the minute you start thinking again, you're out of His presence. For real. And it's not changing your your address, or your, your, it's changing your, your, your words and your actions and your thoughts. And then that changes your direction. Humble yourselves under the, under the Lord and He will lift you up. And then these people say, oh, it's time for you to get out of the pit. You can't get out of the pit because you can't get yourself out of the pit. You've got to get out. The Word will bring you out. The Holy Spirit lifts you up. The, it's all right there. And as we heard the other night, can't we deliver ourselves. We've got to speak it. We've got to believe it out. We've got to know who we are. That's the main thing. If you've got to get up and go back to your old little formulas, and do it until you're stable again. Get your list. I'm an overcomer. Right? It gets really, don't do that. I mean, people doing that 15 years and they're like, it's different. But if you're in a situation, you're not, get your lips back in alignment. Get your heart back in alignment. And then everything around you gets back in alignment. And then we, the, we're always saying witchcraft. But most of the time we did it when we believe someone else and we start to fear and let that fear come in and not faith. Speak not evil one of another. He that speaks evil of his brother and judge his brother speaks evil of the law. And that's where all the legalism comes in. You know? Legalism. We've got to be careful that our convictions, if they're not someone else's convictions, yet we, we have no right to judge them. And people need to be free in, in that and not, and not be put under someone else's legalism things. Such as, you know... For example, I didn't agree with Isabel with Taekwondo, but she wasn't living with us at that time and had to let that season die. But I don't see so much wrong with soccer, so I allow that in grace in the world. You know what I'm saying? So these extra uh, activities in the world, it's up to what God tells you. Not what you just because you, you uh, feel that that's wrong and then you judge someone else what you're supposed to be. But more, you know, what are you doing that? It's like, how can you make people do that? That's why people don't want God enough. Let the Holy Spirit do it. Speak evil of the law, judges the law, and are the judge. Judge people on love. I can judge you. Well, I, you know, I don't care how holy you think you're on the outside. You, you, you're not loving. You're judging. So, you, the whole, you're, you're breaking every commandment of the, all ten commandments. Thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and who is able to save and to destroy, and art thou that judgest another. Go now, you that say, Today or tomorrow I will go into such city and continue their year, buy and sell and get gain. He's saying don't go on your emotions. Don't go on the economy. you got to go to what God tells you. People get up and say, go and say, well, you know, there's a gold rush in Tennessee and I need money and I'm going to go move there. I know God told me to be here. But you know what? 
And what people do when they go by their emotions, they don't fulfill what God's told them to do. And they get shipwrecked. And then things go on in their life, and their family's out of order, because they're not in the exact place because they stop halfway. You can't stop halfway. You've got to go all the way. All the way with God. All the way with what He said. All the way to the cross. He says, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not that what shall be on tomorrow, for what is your life? It's a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Everyone just stand up as I finish this. For thou art to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or do that. The Word of God directs our path. If the Lord says to go there, the Lord, what our emotions will do is tell us and we'll start believing that God's telling us something and we'll stop going on outreach. We'll stop coming when this person is preaching the Word or this person. Whatever it is, we'll stop going somewhere because, but really it is an offense that's guiding us, not even the Lord. Because God didn't tell Judas to get away from the table. He dipped the sop right into the cup with him and ate right there with him. But you rejoiced in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin, or to him it's evil. But when you don't know what you're doing, you go to the Word of God. There's a difference in knowing. Some people don't know what they're doing and we're judging them. You can't do that. God can do whatever He wants. You can. Last verse. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. So in other words, you will eat the fruit of what you speak. You eat the fruit of what you say. We end up eating the fruit, and then what ends up happening, we end up bringing darkness around us and end up blaming everybody else. You can't believe you're holy and, and believe you're not holy. When God says you're holy, you're going to feel unholy by the end of the day. What you do is you repent and say, I'm holy. And then you become holy. And you actually feel and believe it because you're speaking those things that are not as though they are because it's the Word that directs our path. It's not our feelings. And so many people in here are, are going... And all around go by their feelings. And that's why we say, I don't feel like going. No, because when, when our feelings are, are where we're under, the, our feelings not submitted to the Word of God, what ends up happening is our feelings direct our path, and then the enemy is directing us, and he's separating us from the Word of God, from the life source, from everything within us that helps us live, move, and breathe. That's why he is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You cannot blame anybody. We can't blame anybody for our actions or anybody for that because we're called to die. So it's like when we go, oh yeah, this, this, yeah. No, that's what the world is. They change jobs. They change this. They change that. That's why, you know, I was in that, what, you know, halfway in the bowling league. Halfway, you know, I'm going to do the whole thing. Oh, I can't stand this guy. They just quit because the bowling league. The world lives like that. So finally, the same mindset, the same people end up hanging out in the same place drinking the same beer, watching the same football team, and everything in their life is to, around them to suit them because everything's what they want. God doesn't make it like that. He puts everything around us according to what He wants. And when we do what He wants, then life comes out of us. Proverbs, life and death is in the power of the tongue. She that love it shall eat the fruit of it. 
So we eat the fruit of what we believe and think. So you can't, even if the enemy puts something in there that's not according to the word, you need not to speak it. And, and that's what he gets you. He gets in your thoughts, then he gets a hold of your tongue. When he gets a hold of your tongue, he gets a hold of your direction. Because it's the rudder of your life. Do you see that? Your tongue is a little member, but controls the whole body in your whole direction. So then you think, God is moving me here. God is saying this. God wants me to, to, to you know, whatever. And then I'll say, no, you got directed by you. And then all of a sudden, you're listening to your own voice or the voice of a stranger, not the Holy Spirit. Not everybody's going different directions. So that's why the counsel of many is wisdom. And there's discernment. And when others are around you, we'll discern things by the Spirit. You can't ask a stranger or someone will call. Okay, they do it all the time. Oh, give me a word, brother. Give me a word. What do you mean? I don't give a word. I, uh, I'll be like, sometimes I say, repent. I don't know. If you need a word, you might need to repent. Or I'll be like, just give them scripture. Love your enemies. It's like, give you a word. Why? I'm not, you know, give you a word. People, they check day by day. And uh, did well, I don't want to offend it because you're probably going to watch this, but did, did God tell you anything about me yet? I'm like, you know, I don't. I wish He did. I mean, I feel I can give you wisdom. If you tell me the situation you're in, you can give me the facts. I can give you godly wisdom. But what do you expect of me? A yes or no out of me? I'm not playing that game. So our warfare, and we decree and declare the things in our life that we want to come down. So let us keep, keep recording because I want to decree and declare. And we're going to start to break some things. So right now, let's just do it together. Holy Spirit, I break every lie of the devil. I put the blood of Jesus over my mind, over my spirit. I ask you to align my steps with the Word of God. With you, God. With the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Take care of my words. I repent for speaking anything that was evil, that was deadly, that was poisonous, that was doubt, that was unbelief, that was from my emotions or my feelings. Right now, I disnaw. I break apart every word that didn't come forth from the mouth of God, from the Word of God. I break the power over my words. If I've cursed myself, if I've cursed anybody, Jesus, as a Son of God, and you made us sons, you gave us all authority and all power over the devil and over every evil thing. So right now, I call back. I take the power off every word. I cut the head of Leviathan over every emotional word that didn't line up to what you say, O oh God. What is really true by the Word of God. I release blessings over my family, over my loved ones, over my church, over my life, over my wife, over my husband, over my children, over myself, 
Satan, I command all of your words to fall to the ground. And I speak the words of the Holy Spirit. I am blessed. I am loved. I am where God wants me to be. I am strong. I have a calling. I have a destiny. God has plans for my life. I will not. Be tossed to and fro by every prophet, prophecy, wind of doctrine. But I align myself with the Word of God, with increase, with His fresh water, His living water. I speak it over everything in my life. I bless myself. And I call back every single negative word. And I take all the power away from the enemy, away from the enemy's camp. And right now, I send an army of God's angels. All the angels in heaven. Working for Jehovah Jireh. Working for Elohim. Working for Jesus Christ. The ones that are on my side. Bring the finances. Bring the healing. Bring the cross. Fight the enemy. Push back the devil. I decree that I have the victory. And I am a winner. Because I might have lost a few battles, but I know that I'm winning the war because I'm with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and His name is Jesus, and He is the author and finisher of my faith. It's not my emotions, it's not my feelings, it's not my tiredness, it is Him. And only Him. And this is the war that I make with my words against all darkness. We push it back from hot in Brazil, from this house, and from everything around us. And we release the glory of God, the blessings of God through the blood of Jesus. Right now, we agree with every bit of the Word of God in our lives and over our lives that every prophetic word that came from the Holy Spirit will come to pass in our life and every other word will die that did not come from God. Father, we seal it by Your blood. Blessings this day in Jesus' name. Help our tongue, O Holy Spirit. Guide our life, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.